Dominica went into lockdown in March of 2020, and schools on the island had to quickly transition from in-person to online learning. Some schools remained closed for some time, while teachers were trained in software applications like Google Classroom and Zoom. Students and parents had to ensure they had devices and internet connectivity. This is a series of stories of Dominican women and their experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, I speak to a teacher. Today would have been Creole Day Friday in Dominica. The teachers are all in their classrooms. It's a Creole Friday, so normally we would have, I would have been engaged with children in something at assembly. Tomorrow might have been the semi-finals for independence with some district competitions so prepping children to move. It's, it is 9.46 which means you know we'll be approaching recess time in a little while. Staff will be bursting in the staff room. We'll probably be having a little independence breakfast. There'll be chatter, there'll be conversation, but there is really none of that as much as before. Welcome to Black Island Girl. I'm your host and narrator, Jail Joseph. This episode is called Leandra. My name is Leandra Lando. I am an educator. And that word is very broad because I, don't, I teach geography. That's my job, to teach geography. But I also serve as a director, an artistic director for Umoja CHS, which is a, my school-based club of sign language, speech choral, and choir. Leandra teaches at an all-girls school on the island. You could hear voices echoing across the school grounds. Teachers were giving out instructions or calling on students. But an emptiness fills the space today. We are in a pandemic. And this is the new normal. When I got in, I started to prepare for my first class, which starts at 8.15. And the first thing that we would do is we ring the bell at 7.50. The children would line up, prayers. And mind you, regardless if they're participating or not, this is important for them. The, the, the routine of starting your day with prayer. And for some of them, that's the only day they pray, and that school is the only time they pray because we do it. And so this morning, what I did and what I try to do is that once I have a class first thing in the morning, I initiate an assembly. So I asked, I, I got in early, and those who were already waiting, I said, "Okay, I'm assigning you. Get the Bible reading. You do the reading prayer. We sang a hymn." And I always ask one child to sing the school song just before we start class. And I know they say Miss, it means a lot because I remember the first time I asked them, like, what do you miss? We almost forgot my school song. And that is how, you know, you have years and years and years and years and years of doing this. And then 
It stops. Where the laughs of children once lingered, silence today follows Leandra's voice. I'm missing their voices. There's character in, in the things they say and, and how they say it. You know, their good mornings, their good afternoons, getting the opportunity to console them. You know, and, and a lot of children tell you that school is where they feel the safe, safest. At home is, is tyranny for some of them. You know, we, we are aware of a lot of um, I'm, even, I'm, I'm very emotional, but I'm not sure who are you know, abused. Maybe not physically, but emotionally. And when they come to school, they feel better because they have other friends that they can talk to, their teachers, or they can escape. You know, for those five, six, seven hours. At Leandro School, students are engaged in asynchronous and synchronous activities. The students are taught to work independently. Working online meant that you want the children to have maximum time without, you know, the, the physical problems like too much screen time and their eyes. There are days I don't teach actively online they have work that they can do independently i will check in on them or we are having our face-to-face -face online but um i miss them i miss the children because they have been they are part of me they are significant part of me leandra wonders when things will go back to how she remembered you know school somewhat helps us especially as teachers. So there's a certain way you feel in September and there's a certain way you feel in October. So you don't even have to look at the calendar to know what time of year it is. And I have noticed because of the absence of children, I really don't even know what day it is, what month it is, unless I look at a calendar. And I don't know how to feel. That's the, that's the different thing. You know? So for example, during October, we would be so engaged in our independence, preparation, getting ready for the cultural activities, um, our breast cancer activities, and I just, I feel like life has just been sucked out of our, our chests because we have, it's, it's like as if we're in a timeless space. That's what I guess virtual worlds do for you. There is no definite start and stop. There's no shape, there's no form, honestly. And, and that is like, in, like in all my 36 years, this is the first time I am feeling like this. You're literally working on, on, on virtual schedules. She recalls the month before when everything would change. Well, we were in school and uh, my principal started to, well, obviously we were aware what was happening outside world and it was just a matter of fact that it was going to hit our small island um, and I I remember from since the February before you know carnival and everything people were starting to be very cautious but I was still like okay I had to bury my father in Canada I went there and just in the nick of time I got out of Canada before all these lockdowns and I was like really happy that I was out in and out 
But okay, the decision came and then there was the axe. The axe fell and there's like, stay home. And then there was online school. For most teachers in Dominica, this would be the first time teaching online. So transitioning was okay for us. And then online work was a norm for us here since 10 years ago. We've been online. But I mean, to use it more would have been the next um, transition. So learning how to make learning online learning a part of your lessons. We were doing it again. As I said, some people would do it. Others didn't really like it. But for me, I was already online using various apps like YouTube and Google Maps. And, um, you know, so it was okay for me. What were your students saying when they learned? Like, what were they saying to you? Not children. Well, actually, you know when something new, they will catch on. So, I know for most of them, they were like, okay, something to do with going home is a holiday. Like, a lot of them felt it was a holiday they were going on. And I remember we were off for the first two weeks because people were still trying to get their feet wet and letting people start, you know, let them cope with what's going on. And then when we went on, we had to do what we call a reduced schedule. Um, and then we had to go down to one hour and those sorts of things. Doing a face-to-face -face schedule and a virtual schedule is different. Even I was like, okay, well, I hope, yeah, chilling. It's all right, so let's take a break, and then you realize, okay, performers, hey, red flags, performers need to finish because they have this all-important exam. So, we, we, but we can say that we coped very well. I coped very well at that time. While many schools in Dominica were following orders from the Ministry of Education, insisting that students were in uniforms with their cameras turned on, Leandra says that her school was more concerned about the students being here, as in present, physically and mentally. I think teachers are more concerned if you're here. Are you here today? Um, hello, how are you? And you know, funny thing is that when they come, they're like, good morning, good morning, good morning. There's so many good mornings. I was like, you know, you can say good morning in the chat as well <laughs> because you can answer. But I sometimes I don't mind the, I hear 30 good mornings because I want to know that you're here discovered an app in Chrome where it, it, it takes attendance for you. So it tells you when a child pops in and when they pop out, how long they've been on the classroom. So after you can go and see, because you may really not meet, reach everybody. So if you notice, hmm, that person was in there for only 15 minutes, when there's a 14 minute class, you can check in with them later and say, well, I noticed you came here. And then they'll sometimes say, Miss, you know, I have internet issues. Miss, for honesty, I've had to do this. So, it, you know, you have to remember the human. The virtual realm can make you become so complacent and ignore the human. And she stopped giving tests on paper and found new ways to assess the students. We found so many different apps to, to assess a child. Kahoot! Um, just today, I made children create virtual maps, virtual countries. I had no I had no classes with them last week, and I said, you're going to get time to sit down and create your little virtual map. So even in Microsoft Word, they did this in Microsoft Word, which is a basic, normal, average app that everybody should be using. And they did such an awesome job. And I could assess from their presentation the work that they did. You understand? So 
we have to be creative. And I could have done that in face-to-face -face, as an in-person. And I'm happy it forces us to be creative. I think some to some teachers, it is, this is a wake-up call for a lot of educators that we were doing the normal talk and chop, talk and chop, talk and talk, whichever order you want to do it. Um, we will be very, very lazy. And then Oregon Maria gave us a little shake up and then we became lazy again. And then COVID-19, which really sent us into the virtual world, brought us to start thinking a little bit more creatively. And this is what teachers are supposed to do. Be creative. Be, and be empathetic. That an assess If a child is not there for an assessment on a day, they can't get a zero. But you give children an opportunity over days to... To, to catch themselves. Leandra credits her school's principal, who made sure to check in with her teachers and students. Students were encouraged to speak to their school counselor, and if they were not feeling well, or simply having a bad day, that their teacher was only a call away. And I'm one, I'm very in person, I am very, very, very honest with my students. I'll say, guys, I have colic today, so you cannot get my best. So I'm just going to ask your cooperation to understand this and let us do this. And they're very, very, you know, when you're honest with children, they love it. The same when they say, Miss, I'm not feeling well, I say, okay, just put your head down, or do you want to go home, or do you need this? We, we, we have to treat each other as equals. So the support was there, and even on virtual and you can virtual realm, you say, guys, I'm not doing too well today, so I'm not going to have a face-to-face. -face. So I'm going to leave with someone, and we'll catch up in the next. How about your family, your community? Um, my community was very supportive. My landlord and landlady were very, um, well, they knew, so you could tell them, okay, I'm doing recording, can you fly? So those things are important, that people around you are aware there's a teacher downstairs, you know, like you want you on vehicles, they put baby on board. Well, I feel like teachers need to put a big post outside the house and say, virtual teacher, so that neighbors know, hey, watch the noise, okay? Leandra got vaccinated. She kept her bubble close and her spirits up. My bubble was my partner, my and because I have an elderly grandfather, he's 96, and I don't want anything to happen to him. So it's my aunt and my little niece, my cousin, living with him. I thought I'd check in on them. I believe in vaccination, so I have done that. And I do antigen tests ever so often because I see people. And hey, admit it, we have our little segue, little parties, a little house. Hey, I'm not breaking the rules. I don't believe in breaking rules because they're there to protect us, but you cannot deny a little birthday party, a little birthday lunch with your little people. Your people are important. And because people need people, we are not robots that you can control or delete. You cannot just shut us down and just come back and reuse us when you come, when you want. Humans need touch. Humans need the familiarity with each other. They need, you know, face. They need, and I think that's why some people are chancing this because being loved 
is more important than this disease. And any day and every day, people, and, and that's why I say it's not that you know someone who's saying on the radio and they they cannot stay in one place and they cannot. Boy, but we just don't know. Jobs at stake, survival at stake, relationships at stake. You know, people will will sacrifice the, what they consider the greater good over this disease. Dominicans had to be placed on lockdown on two occasions during the pandemic. The first time in March of 2020 was to protect the healthy. This lasted for two months. The second time in July of 2021 was to prevent a serious community outbreak and the spread of the variant. But so far, I have been um, COVID-free. There have always been scares, but you know, you live and you learn, you learn that this is not a death sentence. Well, I mean, we're seeing people dying, but a lot of people are understanding one more with the education of the ministries, the health ministry of health that. You don't have to die, but just take precautions. And if you do get COVID, it should not be the end of the world for you. I'm sorry for those who have gotten it and have died from it, the complications from it. But boy, it's a new day. You, I can say that the people in my family, my immediate family, no one has reported the cases and they've recovered very nicely. And so it just shows me that yes, Leandra is optimistic that soon everything will slowly return back, so life can continue, and her students singing will again fill her classroom. Some of my students have gotten it, and they miss okay, and that sort of thing. So I like that there's hope. I see the numbers going down, so that means I know, boy, hey, you have to start preparing for that. This podcast series called Dominican Women, My COVID-19 Experience was taped over a two-week period in October of 2021. It was funded by the Clara Lionel Foundation as part of Internews' Eastern Caribbean Small Grants Program to support the production of stories of COVID-resilient groups and communities in Barbados and Dominica. Dominican Women, My COVID-19 Experience was recorded in person and virtually and produced by Black Iron Girl Multimedia.